Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. We're on episode two today. We're going to be talking about um, a pretty serious topic. So I just want to give a few disclaimers right here at the beginning. First off, a little non-super serious disclaimer. Um, There are actually um, some construction workers building a house right next to my apartment building. So if you can hear some banging or some loud noises, (laughs) sorry about that. Hopefully the microphone doesn't pick up pick it up too much um but for the actual like more serious um disclaimers this episode we are talking about um body image um health journeys self-esteem stuff like that so um this episode does contain information regarding binge eating so if um anything like that like eating disorders trigger you then i would um advise you to not listen to this episode um we will be talking about some serious stuff like that so you know just body issues so if that is something that bothers you if that's something that triggers you then please do not watch this episode i do not um want to hurt anyone's feelings or anyone to feel offended by this so if that is a topic you are particularly sensitive about um then just head on back next week for the next episode Alright, so let's go ahead and get started with this episode. So I want to open up about my body image and my health struggles and just like my insecurities and everything like that. Um, I really wanted to dive deep into this episode. Um, I don't know if this will be a part one or a part two type situation or if I will be able to get to everything in one episode. This episode will probably be pretty lengthy, so just fair warning. Um, but yeah, so I guess I want to go ahead and start off with just my personal health journey and my own personal body image issues. Um, and then we can, you know, have the conversation from there. So, um, I guess this kind of starts off when I was a kid. So, um, I was always a pretty active kid. I was friends with a lot of the neighborhood kids in obviously my neighborhood. And so I was always outside, always riding my bike, walking around the neighborhood, stuff like that. I wasn't involved in any sports. I wasn't in any sort of like gymnastics or anything. But I did walk around the neighborhood a lot. I did play outside a lot when I was a kid. So I would consider myself like a fairly active kid. And I wasn't too concerned about, you know, what my body looked like or how I was treating it or anything like that. Um, And just for some context, um, I grew up in a single parent household. And so um, money was kind of tight. And so there wasn't a lot of room for groceries or let's say to like eat out every month and so I did not grow up eating out at restaurants the only restaurants I really grew up eating at were like McDonald's and Subway and that was just because they were like really close to my house and I'm not kidding I probably only ate there maybe like two or three times a year honestly I really did not eat out a whole lot when I was a kid um we kind of just we just kind of you know ate whatever food was there that's just kind of how it is when there's not a whole lot of money you know left to go around for food and I wouldn't say that my family had like particularly health conscious foods I mean there was still like junk food and stuff but um, I didn't really have an issue with food when I was younger um, so yeah just for some context but um, so yeah when I was a kid growing up it wasn't too bad I feel like most children um, were not really too concerned about our body or you know the food we eat or things like that um, so let's fast forward a couple years so and this is a another topic I will get into in another later episode but when I was like 14, um, some pretty serious stuff started happening in my personal life regarding my family and stuff like that. Um, and one of the big things that actually happened um, that doesn't involve my family, but it was um, it was a pretty big thing, was I got into my very first serious relationship when I was 14, which um, probably sounds a little silly because, I mean, how serious can it be when you're 14, you know what I mean? But um, me and that particular person, we were together for three and a half years. 
which when you're 14, that's a big deal, you know, when you're with someone for longer than like a month. <laughs> and so that was kind of when I started to pay more attention to my body and because obviously I had a boyfriend I was around this boy a lot um, I was obviously attracted to him and I was a teenager and that's when you know you start having sex and stuff stuff like that starts happening and so um, I was definitely a lot more aware of my body and what I looked like because those types of things were definitely happening in my life so um, that was kind of the very first time I actually started to become very very aware of what I looked like and when I started to like compare my body to other people um, and I know that this is something that happens a lot with with people but I know specifically with women with young women um, you know there's lots of like a societal pressure to look a certain way to be a certain weight um, which we all know that I'm not gonna get super into that because we all we all understand that but um, yeah, so I feel like when I was like 14, 15, that's when it started to hit me really, really hard. Um, you know, just like the normal things that normal teenage girls go through about their body and weight anyway. But then on top of the fact that like I was in a, a pretty serious relationship at the time and um, I was just really concerned with how I looked like and making sure I was pretty enough and that, um, you know, boys liked me. And, you know, that was when I started having sex. And so I was, you know, worried and confused about like my body and like what that meant and, you know, all those types of things that come with just growing up. That started happening in my life and then, um, but I would say through that part of my life, my eating and my like fitness activity was still pretty normal. Yeah, there wasn't, I mean, it was pretty normal. Like I didn't really have any sort of like really, really big weight fluctuations or anything. So fast forward a couple more years. Once again, another topic I will get into in another episode, but something uh, traumatic happened in my life and I actually ended up having to move states. And so this was a very, very, very hard thing on me personally. And I look back on it, this entire situation was probably, to this date, the hardest thing I've ever gone through in my life. And so um, it was very difficult. I was only 15. And so, uh, yeah, it was really hard. And I had moved states. I had moved houses, obviously. Um, and just for some more further context, um, the previous home I had been living in with uh, my mom, I had lived in that house for 13 years. And so that was the only house I ever knew. That was the only neighborhood I ever knew. I went to the same school. I grew up with the same people. So my life was very consistent in that sense. And then all of a sudden when I'm 15, I have this really big move and I'm all of a sudden inserted into a place that is 100% totally different and it was very, very hard. So um, just for some context. Um, so yeah, I actually spiraled into a depression um, and it was really hard. I found myself, you know, I didn't have those neighborhood kids to hang out with anymore and to walk around the neighborhood with and play with. And so I found myself staying at home a lot and eating um, because that was the only thing that I felt like I had control in in my life was food and what I ate. And just a side note, um, I have had people tell me that I'm a bit of a control freak before, and I would definitely agree with that. I do have some controlling tendencies, um, which is ironic because I feel like for the most part, I'm a very like easy go, like flexible person, but there are some things um, like in my personal life that I just, I don't know, I just really like doing it myself. I like having that control. Um, and so 
this was something, you know, when I moved, and I had a really big move, and I was just dealing with all these emotions, and like I said, there was a lot of other stuff, a lot of other back things happening, which I'll talk about um, in a later episode, but there's a lot of things happening, and I felt very, very out of control. I felt like my life was just slipping away, like I couldn't grasp my own life, and so the only thing I felt like I really had control over was food and what I was eating, and so because of that fact, I became obsessed with it. I, within that first year that I had moved, I think I had gained like 30 pounds um, because all I did was eat. And this was partially emotional eating because obviously I was going through something very, very hard. Part of it was a control issue and part of it was I was just straight up binging. Food had became this, this substance in my life that had given me this like moment of happiness when everything else in my life was just, you know, crumbling. And so I found myself eating a lot trying to just like gain those few moments of happiness I could get throughout the day and so I was eating a lot I was binging a lot now I never went and got this like professionally taken care of I never ever went and saw a therapist or anything through this entire thing I still haven't to this day um right now as I'm telling you I still have never sought professional help um you know, regarding my mental health or anything, but um, if I had to self-diagnose myself, which I don't recommend, but if I had to self-diagnose myself, I would say that, yeah, I was definitely binge eating. I was definitely eating a lot. I was eating to the point where I'd make myself sick. I was lethargic. I didn't have any energy. I didn't want to do anything. On top of already being depressed and just being in a low point in my place, a low point in my life anyway, um, it was very, very hard. And so then, of course, you add on the fact that I've just gained 30 pounds. None of my clothes fit me. I look different. I feel different. I don't feel good. Um, you know, it was a lot of things happening all at once. And top it all off, I'm still in high school. I still have to do homework. I still have to do tests. I still have to worry about college. All these other things that were happening in my life um, were just stacking and stacking and stacking on top of each other. And... Um, I really let my health just kind of slip away, which was not good um, in the slightest. And so, yeah, and so um, I ended up getting to the point where I could maintain my weight. So something I have noticed throughout this journey is I am really, really good at uh, gaining weight and then maintaining that weight for a long time. So that's, that's exactly what happened. So I had gained all this weight after that initial move, and I had maintained it for a few years. I maintained it for a long time. And so, of course, you know, I got used to the way my body looked. I got used to that, and um, it was just, you know, it just became my normal. And then um, a couple years later, you know, like throughout that entire process, like I would try to lose weight, and I couldn't stick with it. It wouldn't really work. I'd maybe lose like 5, 10 pounds, but nothing significant. Um, and then when I, this was actually mm, probably about a year and a half ago, actually, so pretty recently. So like I said, I, I was able to maintain that weight for a very long time. Um, about a year and a half ago, I actually went on a health journey with a good friend of mine. And um, I actually ended up losing about like, I think like 20, 25 pounds. So it was a pretty considerable amount of, of weight. And I was feeling good. You know, I even remember I had like a, a fitness Instagram for a while to like try to keep myself accountable. Um, I was going to the gym every day. I was eating right. I had started like this meal plan. Um, I, like my clothes were fitting better. Like I was feeling better. Like I looked good. Like I, I wasn't at the lowest, um, like my lowest weight, but I definitely was like shedding pounds and I felt really good. And um, I don't know what happened. All I know is that one day I just binged. One day I just started binging again. And um, <laughs> that obviously was not good because, you know, 
I, and see, okay, this is hard because, like I said, I haven't ever gone and sought professional help about this, and so I don't want to give any advice. Um, that is one thing I will say. I am not in any way, shape, or form giving anyone advice about any sort of mental health or body image issue. This is just what I've gone through. This is just my personal story that I'm telling you that I'm opening up about. So um, I do not want to give anyone advice because I don't know what I'm talking about, <laughs> honestly. But um, it was hard for me because I had started binging again. And there wasn't really anything I could pinpoint it to that I could, like, you know, figure out, like, what my trigger was or anything. It was just one day I just started binging again. And then I had, like, lost all that motivation to go to the gym. I lost all the motivation to get healthy again. Even though I was so happy, I was in such a good place, it just completely just got rid of all of that. And to this day, I still don't know why that happened. Um, and so, like I said, this was about a year and a half ago. I ended up binging again, and um, if you've never binged before, um, I imagine it's probably different for everyone, um, but for me, personally, when I binge on food, I will just eat whatever I want, whenever I want. It's like my body physically does not get full, and I just, like my bot, like my brain cannot give me that shut off of like, okay, like you're full, stop eating. Like that just doesn't happen for me when I am in this state of like binging food. And so it's literally like I will scarf my refrigerator down. I will eat whatever I can and I will eat it in these enormous quantities. That's insane. Like to the point where I can make myself sick where I can't do anything else besides lay on the couch all day. And um, it's, it's awful, it's hard. Like whenever I binge, I feel so bad about myself and I feel disgusting and I just don't want anyone to look at me and I just want to crawl under the blankets and just sleep. Um, and so it was just really hard. You know, when I had binged again, everything, I just kind of lost everything. And so, um, and then of course that takes me to this downward spiral. Um, I had, you know, starting to get a little depressed, starting to get a little sad. I was feeling isolated. I was feeling withdrawn. Um, you know, all these things were happening in my personal life that were obviously, you know, reflecting with the way I was treating my body. I wasn't exercising. I wasn't taking care of myself. I was eating whatever I wanted and um, that wasn't good. I was breaking out. Like, all these things were happening, and I just felt so ugly. Like, I really just couldn't even bear to look in the mirror. It was, it was a really, um, it was a really sad time, um, a really dark time in my life for a while, um, and that actually lasted for a long time. I want to say it lasted for, like, maybe six months. It lasted for a long time, and I don't know if anyone would have noticed. I really think the only person who actually knew what was going on was my fiance, and that was just because I live with him. Um, but it, it, it even got to the point where, like, I wouldn't binge when he was home, but the minute he left, I was straight to the kitchen. And, like, I remember I had had multiple conversations with him about this, and I, I really think he was the only one at the time who knew what I was going through. Um, and so for me to actually, like, get on here and, like, be really, really honest about this is kind of scary, but I know it'll help someone, um... So that's why I'm talking about it. But anyway, so yeah, I had been going through this hole for for a fat minute. It had been a little bit, you know, that I was going through this. And like, let me tell you, I was going through it. You know, it felt like everything in my life was just not, like I wasn't thriving. Everything in my life was just sad. I was tired all the time. I didn't have any motivation to do anything. I just wanted to eat all day. And then when I would eat, I would feel sick and I'd feel bad about myself and I'd want to sleep all day. And I, it, 
it just wasn't there and there were so many other things happening behind the scenes as well in my own personal life and just like in my head there were so many other things happening that it was so hard to just like get like gain control of anything in my life and at this point it, it was like I was losing control over the food because the food was now controlling me you know it was it was to the point where like I couldn't stop myself like if I saw um, like a donut or a candy or whatever it was like I have the biggest sweet tooth in the world and I also work in an office which if you've ever worked in an office you know there are always there are always treats and sweets in offices I don't, what is that about like really like we have got to stop that but anyways so there were always donuts in the break room bagels cookies cut what whatever it was and I literally I physically could not stop myself from eating more than four I am not joking a hundred percent dead on I am not joking um, every single time every single time there was any sort of sweet in the break room I could not eat any less than four it literally was like my brain in my the, this this food was just control like I just couldn't I had lost control and um, it it was really really hard oh my god it was something that I never want to go through again I really don't um, and if you are going through something like this right now I I'm sorry I understand okay I I get it it is hard it is so fucking hard oh my god to just you know and and okay and here's the thing you know and I had gotten to the point where I was just like why am I letting food have control over me like this is ridiculous like and it was to the point where like I I was fed up with myself I was disappointed in myself I didn't like I wasn't valuing my body and my health and just me as a person and so um it was really really hard and so um like I said that was about like a year and a half ago and obviously time has gone by and um I'm clearly in a much better place that I can actually talk about this without crying <laughs> and um I want to talk about kind of how I was able to first off just come to the conclusion of like this is not okay anymore like I need to stop I need to do I need to change something because I'm obviously I was not in a healthy place um, and so first off I just want to talk about um, the insecurities I have with being overweight and like let me just say like I'm still overweight um, I'm currently the biggest I've ever been in my life um, and I I have to be okay with that I have to um, if I ever want to lose weight and so yeah I just want to start off by saying like I am overweight I'm not gonna tell you guys how much I weigh just for my own personal sanity but I will tell you the physique my body is in right now is absolute trash and it is I am the largest I have ever been in my entire life my entire life um, and so I need to work on that yes but I just want to this is just an open conversation about my body image and my health struggles but I want to talk about um, just the insecurities that I had with being with that I still have um, with being overweight because I feel like that's something that not a lot of people talk about you know like and I used to say this all the time to my fiance when we would talk about this you know I'm like and this is just me personally obviously all of this is just my own personal opinion you don't have to agree with any of this but the thing I would tell him a lot is you know fat people don't want to be fat like it, <laughs> you think I'm choosing you know you, you think I want to look like this you think I want to look in the mirror and not like the way I look no like and maybe that's just complete ignorance for me I don't know 
but that is just how I feel that, you know, if for me specifically, like the way my body looks right now, no, I don't like how I look right now. I don't like the way I look in the mirror. I don't like the way I look when someone shows me a picture of myself. I don't like that I'm overweight. Would I wish I was healthy? Yeah, obviously. Do I wish I was overweight? No. Am I? Yes. Do I have to be okay with that so I can lose weight? Yes. Um, so yeah, that was just like one of the big things that took me a very, very long time to understand. Um, because obviously when you're insecure and you don't like the way your body looks, you get insecure about that, you know? Like you don't want people to look at you. You don't want people to see you. You don't want people to talk about it. You don't want to talk about it. And so that's why I'm doing this episode so we can talk about it. Um, and I'm just putting myself out there, you know, I'm putting myself, I'm, you know, I'm waving my flag of vulnerability right now. So, um, yeah, some insecurities I have with being overweight. Um, first off, seeing cute, those cute and trendy clothes, you know, that, like, all these, like, really popular, like, sorority girls wear, like, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Like, you know, if you get on Instagram and you see all the really pretty girls that are all really skinny and petite and they're, like, really pretty and they all wear, like, the same type of clothing that's, like, really cute and trendy, yeah, that, that makes me insecure every single time I see it. You want to know why? It's because I can't fit into those clothes. And that sucks. <laughs> and so that is something that has always made me insecure, but especially a little bit more now, uh, a little more recently, just as like more like clothing trends has been going on. Um, yeah, and it sucks because it's like I know I can't fit in those clothes. And I know even if I did fit in those clothes, they're not going to look good on me. They're not going to look how I want them to look. And um, obviously that sucks, you know, and it makes shopping really, really hard. I dread shopping. I dread going into a fitting room and trying clothes on because I'm like, okay, it's either going to fit and it's not going to look good or it's not going to fit at all. And I'm going to feel like a piece of shit because I can't fit into a large. So that's just me personally. Um, another thing that kind of goes hand in hand with that is, you know, like I said earlier, because I had lost some weight before and then I had gained it back. Um, I I think I'm kind of dealing with some sort of like body dysmorphia right now. Um, now, obviously, like I keep saying, I have never sought out professional help. So this is not me in any way, shape, or form giving any sort of advice. And I could be totally wrong. Maybe it's not my dis body dysmorphia. But um, I find myself thinking that I can fit into smaller clothes than I actually can. And I find myself coming to this realization that like I don't actually know what I look like because I have been thinner I have been you know healthier and actually fit and have muscle and you know the current state I am currently I'm not I am much bigger I have more fat on my body I'm not toned I'm not in shape and so I find myself not really knowing what I look like anymore and the way that I see myself in my brain is a lot different than how I actually see myself when I see myself in like the mirror or when I'm editing my videos or something. Like, I look a lot different than what I think I look like. And so, um, that's been hard too. Like, that makes me insecure too because it's like, I don't really know what I look like. At least, I don't think I know what I really look like. And so, obviously, that's really hard because <laughs> I'll look at pictures or I'll see a video of myself while I'm editing or something and I'm like, that that's me? Like, that's my arm? My arm's that big? Like, oh my god, you know? Because it's like, that's not how I see it in the mirror. Or like when I look down at my arm, like my arm doesn't look that big. And then I see it in a, a photo and I'm like, holy shit, my arm's fucking huge. And just stuff like that. And I don't know. 
I, I really hope I'm not the only person who's like dealt with that. I'm pretty sure I'm not, but that is something I've been dealing with a lot lately. And um, it is really, really hard, let me tell you. Um, but yeah, so that's definitely a really, really big thing that makes me insecure. It makes shopping very difficult. Um, and then one of, one of the biggest things is, um, feeling bigger than my partner and feeling huge next to my significant other. And now I know that there has been lots of discussion, um, within the past few years of kind of normalizing having like a quote unquote, not perfect body, which I'm all for. I totally believe that like before we had this like, um, movement, you know, of like accepting all bodies the way they are. That there was definitely some like photoshopping happening there was definitely some like unrealistic expectations that we were supposed to just look up to and admire and just compare ourselves to so i am in full support of this whole movement of like accepting everyone how they are and like their bodies and everything um and i know that's happening but um i i'm still stuck in the before i'm still stuck in like trying to come in like wanting to compare myself to everyone all the time and, um, which is not good, and I'm trying to work on that, and I, I'm getting a lot better, but it's still definitely something that's very relevant that I'm dealing with, and one of those things being is being bigger than my partner, you know, because, you know, the standard, like, quote-unquote societal, um, rules or whatever is that the man is typically larger, you know, the man is either taller or has broader shoulders or weighs more or whatever, like, the man is typically larger, and in my current relationship, I'm the bigger one. And that is really hard to deal with sometimes because I get really insecure about how I look and oh my god, like I'm bigger than my fiance. Like, you know, like I look like a monster. I look scary. I look crazy. Like these are all thoughts I've had before at some point in my life. And um, I know it's not healthy to think that way. I know it's not good to think that way. And I really, really, really try really hard not to think that way. But sometimes it's hard, um, and that's just me personally. That is something that I'm still working on. Um, and so for the girls who have those, like, you know, self-love, body positivity down, I so wish that I can be there, but I'm just not there yet. I'm working on myself, but I'm just not there yet. But, yeah, and that is definitely a really big insecurity that I've had um, before that I, I'm still working through. Um, and I just feel like no one talks about that. No one talks about feeling insecure that you're bigger than your partner. I don't know. Like, I just, I never see it anywhere. I never see anyone talk about it. And I'm tired of pretending like I don't have these thoughts when I do. Um, and it just sucks. And then, um, oh, another thing <laughs> that I'm super, super insecure about. Um, now, this doesn't happen as often. Uh, I used to have it a lot, though. When, um, when I would go out to restaurants with a group of people, whether it was family or friends or whoever it was, I would always get really insecure about the food that I ordered. So let's say we went to, I don't know, Chili's or something. I don't know. And um, we were with a group, group of people. I would always feel really insecure if I got like a burger or like nachos or something. You know, something that wasn't necessarily healthy for me. Because I've always, you know, insecure and wondered like, oh my God, are they, you know, judging me? Are they thinking like, oh my God, like, well, that's why you're so big because you're eating burgers. You know, like I... You know, and so then it's like, well, should I order a salad? But then if I order a salad, are they going to be like, hmm, is she trying to lose weight? Because she, she probably could lose weight. You know, like these are thoughts that I've had in my mind before that make me insecure, actually. Like, and maybe that sounds crazy. Like, maybe I'm the only person who's ever thought of this. I don't know. Um, 
but that is just something I have been insecure about before. And now, like I said, I don't really have that anymore. Um, now, whenever I go to a restaurant with friends, I'll just get whatever I want. Um, but I do try to choose the more healthy option um, just because of where I'm at currently in life, which I'll get to in a minute. But, um, but yeah, that was a genuine insecurity that I had for a very, very long time. And once again, it was something I never heard anyone talk about. I never heard anyone talk about how they would be insecure about what they ate at a restaurant with people. Um, and I, don't, I just feel like those are very real insecurities that people have. They're just not talking about it. And so that's why I'm talking about it today. Um, but yeah, so those are some like, and obviously there were tons and tons of other insecurities that I was having as well. But those were definitely some of the biggest ones that I think... Um, impacted the way I thought about myself a lot. Yeah, so now let's kind of fast forward to where I am in my life currently. So like I said earlier, um, I'm still insecure. <laughs> I am still overweight. <laughs> um, but here's the difference. I'm happy. I am genuinely happy now. And I can say that confidently. When I had first gained all this weight back after losing it, after going on the health journey with my friend, I was very, very sad. I I felt like a failure. I was disappointed in myself. I felt ugly. I felt gross. I felt, you know, all these things. And it was hard. And I think that's why I kind of spiraled into this binge eating habit for so long. You know, it was like a six or seven month bender that I was on. And um, I think that's why it was so hard for me because I just, I wasn't happy with anything. And it took a lot of um, self-willingness on my part obviously because I'm the one who has to deal with my own body I, you know at the end of the day I have it's me you know um, all I have is me at the end of the day and so it took a lot of conversations with myself and a lot of um, you know it took a lot of just trusting myself and understanding myself that you know while I was in this low part right now I wasn't always going to be in that low part um, you know, I wasn't always going to feel this sad. And so I just really had to trust myself. Even though at the time that I was telling myself that it sounded like complete bullshit, I really had to just trust myself and, you know, and trust and believe. Like, okay, yeah, I'm really sad right now and I'm going through all these things, but I know I'm not always going to feel like this. And so, um, yeah, eventually time went on. You know, I um, I found just some other things in life that just like brought me joy and um it was hard you know and I'll, I'll list a couple of them that I actually did so I mean like the first thing I did um which took the longest was understanding why I was binging and like what started my binging habits and so obviously that was kind of what you know that kind of went hand in hand with my depression and so um but I had a lot of conversations with myself and also with my fiance because, like I said, at this point, he was really the only person knowing that any of this stuff was going on, right? And so we would have lots of conversations. And now let me just say, my fiance does not have any sort of, like, eating disorders. He does not have any sort of, like, unusual eating patterns. He has a healthy relationship with food. He does not deal with these t types of issues like I do. And so I was leaning on him a lot for support and to just kind of, like, get that other person's, like, mindset. Um of just trying to figure out like why is my mindset so different and like why do I have such an unhealthy relationship with food and like what started that what caused that and so he was definitely a very very big support that I had for a long time while I was going through this but um 
Yeah, one of the biggest things that, and one of the hardest things that I had to, to do was I had to understand why I was binging and what started it, what triggered me. And um, one of the biggest triggers for me personally is sweets. I have a really, really big sweet tooth. And so I know that if I buy ice cream or cookies or cupcakes, I'm going to eat it. And so I try not to buy it anymore. I try not to have it in my house. Now, if it's at like a party or something, or if I'm at someone's house and they have it or whatever, I'll let myself have a treat. But I think it's because I'm not in the comfort of my own home. I don't binge it. Um, now, I don't know if that makes any sense to anyone else besides me, but that's just kind of what makes sense in my head. And so I only really felt comfortable binging in the comfort of my own home. And so I found that I had to eliminate those triggers from my home. And so um, when we would go grocery shopping every week, we just started, you know, we didn't start cold turkey with the whole like no sweets, no junk food type of thing. We weaned the process. So instead of having like ice cream and cookies and cake and pizza and chips and all these, all these bad things that I would binge on, you know, I would only allow myself to have one junk food, just one, um, instead of, you know, getting all of it. And that definitely um, was hard to do. There was definitely some arguments between my fiance and I because we would go in the grocery store and I would look at some, you know, chip or ice cream or whatever the fuck and I'd be like, oh, can we get this? Like, this looks so yummy. Like, I want it. And he'd be like, no, you don't need it. And then I would get mad and I'd be like, well, I can do whatever I want. I'm going to buy it. And he'd be like, no, if you buy it, you're going to binge it and then you're going to feel bad, like blah, 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 blah. And so um, he d was definitely giving me some tough love, which I definitely needed. And I'm very, very glad he did because I did not have that tough love to give myself. And I needed someone to just sit there and be like, no, you can't have that. And so that definitely helped a lot. And so that was a very, very important thing that happened that kind of helped me overcome, overcome that, that, that struggle. And so definitely like understanding why I was binging, what was triggering it, and getting rid of those triggers was a very, very big thing. Um, and then the other really, really big thing that helped me a lot was just acknowledging that I was in a better place. So obviously when I'm sitting around on the couch all day moping and being sad and wallowing in my feelings, you know, and those feelings I was having are very valid, you know, um, and obviously I was upset for a good reason. But um, it's, it was very important for me to actually allow myself to be sad, but then allow myself to heal and to keep going and to do the things I know I need to do, like laundry or the dishes or washing my hair. Whatever those things were that I knew I needed to do, I, I needed to do it. I just needed to do it. And um, by doing those things, even when I didn't want to, it kind of helped me create this new quote-unquote norm and it, it it slowly over time little by little piece by piece helped me kind of get out of that funk and it helped me understand it helped me be more grateful of what I do have you know because I feel like especially for me personally whenever I, I am in those depressive episodes um, I kind of lose sight of like what I have and what I'm grateful for. It's always just like, why is everything bad happening to me? And why is this so awful? And like, why is my anxiety like this? And you know, etc. And I kind of lose the sense of like, this gratitude. And so when I force myself to do those, those tiny mundane tasks, it almost shifts my mindset into like, oh, you have clean running water, you have access to soap, 
you know, like all, all these like small things, it like forces me to like be grateful for. And so therefore it kind of shifts my perspective of thinking. And so, um, over time, it's not an overnight thing. It was a very, very gradual thing. I started to, I started to become a little happier. You know, I started to understand like what I had, what I was grateful for, the opportunities in life that I had. And, um, I kind of realized that I didn't want to be sad anymore. I didn't want to lay on the couch anymore and be sad and binge on Cheetos. You know, I didn't want to do that anymore. And so that was definitely a very, very big thing for me was just understanding, you know, why I'm binging and understanding that I'm in a better place, that I want to be in a better place. And so that was definitely up to me. And I definitely had to push myself to do that because otherwise I would still be sitting on the couch binge eating Cheetos. So it definitely was hard. And it, like I said, this was not an overnight process. Like this took months, you guys. It took months of small, small, gradual changes to make me realize like, I don't want to be sad anymore. I don't want to feel like this anymore. I want to, you know, I want to be better. And so that definitely helped a lot. Um, and then within that was making new goals for myself. So, you know, I find myself when I'm in these depressive episodes of being insecure about my body and like my weight and things like that. Um, I'm always like, you know, well, I just wish I was skinny. Like, I just wish I was as skinny as this girl or as pretty as this girl or, you know, whatever it was. And I found that those types of think that type of thinking wasn't helping me at all because it was so vague whenever I had to start making these new goals for myself, you know, to get myself this motivation of like, okay, well, what do you want to do about this? You know, like, what do you want to accomplish? I had to, I had to specify those goals. So instead of saying like, oh, I want to be skinny, you know, the new goal was like, I want to be able to run up the stairs and not get out of breath, you know, like get down to the nitty gritty, like point blank period. I want to walk up the stairs and not get out of breath. Like, that's a goal, you know? And so creating those types of really specific goals instead of just, I want to be skinny, helped me a lot with actually, A, visualizing what that goal is, and B, trying to figure out, you know, how I can actually do that. Because if you're just going to sit there and say, well, like, oh, I wish I was skinny, well, what does that mean? You know, like, you need to break down the goal. You need to break down what you're trying to accomplish. And so by creating those very specific goals, I felt like that helped me a lot. And then um, <laughs> a couple of the other things that helped me a lot with just understanding like that I wanted to be healthier and I wanted to change my mindset um, and just kind of helped me get out of that depressive episode was to understand that um, the people around me don't care how I look and that the people who do aren't you know, they're not my real friends, you know, I don't need to be around them, and that my real friends will care about me because of me, not what size my clothes are. And I think that's something that a lot of people go through, but once again, no one talks about it. And that was definitely something I was dealing with a lot. You know, I would get very insecure. I didn't want to hang out with people. I didn't want to go to parties or anything because I was just always wondering, like, oh my god, what if they look at me and think I'm fat? Like, oh my god, what if they you know, whatever these thoughts were. And I had to be like, you know, Victoria, like, what, what are you saying? Like, they're your friends. If they're your real friends, they do not care. <laughs> like, like, they would care in a sense, like, because they obviously, like, your real friends, like, want you to be healthy. They want you to be happy. But at the end of the day, like, I don't care if my friend wears a size 12 or a size 8. Like, why does it, like, why does it matter to me? Like, if they're happy, if they're healthy, if they're feeling good, they're looking good great like more power to them like I don't give a shit what size your pants are you know and I think that was something a very hard truth that I had to understand my myself 
was that my friends are not constantly judging me because if they are, well, guess what? They're not my friends. <laughs> um, and, and I don't know why it took me so long to figure that out because I know my friends and I have the best friends in the world and they would never judge me like that. So I don't even know why I thought they were. It was just like this weird delusion I was having, but that was definitely something that I was thinking about a lot that definitely gave me a lot of insecurities. Um, and it just wasn't, it wasn't something that was actually happening. You know, like my friends weren't judging me about that. And I just, I just had to understand that. Um, and you know, along with that, like I had to also understand that I am not the only one going through this. I am not the only one who has insecurities about the body. I'm not the only one who binge eats, who feels gross, you know, about their body. It felt like such an isolating thing. And at the end of the day, like I had to realize like, I'm not the only one going through this, you know, like there are tons and tons of other people having similar issues. And I feel like that's why it's so hard to, you know, to get out of those funks sometimes because you just feel so alone. Like you just feel like you are the only person right now who's going through. like, you know, and I know, I know that it's talked about quite often about like, social standards and like how women and men are supposed to look a certain way or like men are supposed to be a certain height or like this and that but I feel like it doesn't get talked enough how like well yeah you have these quote-unquote expectations but no one wants to talk about well because of those expectations well now you have a lot of insecurities and that was something that was definitely like a very very big like reality check of like okay you are not the only person dealing with this you are not alone, you, you know, and it, it took a lot of, like, I remember I would spend a lot of time on Instagram looking at a lot of, like, fitness accounts and reading people's stories and watching people's journeys, and that helped me a lot because I, you know, obviously I was realizing all these people, all these strangers that I don't know from across the world were also dealing with the same issues, you know, and it wasn't like this was just a me issue. It was something that a, a lot of people were dealing with, and so that definitely helped me a lot. So after I had, you know, shifted my mindset um, from being in that very, very low place to now just kind of understanding how I was feeling, understanding my insecurities and my worries, and just coming to the conclusion, you know, like that I'm not the only one dealing with this, it made it so much easier to understand why I wanted to become healthier or why I wanted to lose weight or, you know, X, Y, Z. And um, that, might sound, that might sound silly to some people. Um, maybe that's an unconventional way of thinking of it. I'm not really sure, but that's what helped me. And so, you know, I was, I was able to realize, like, well, why do I want to do this in the first place? Like, is it just because I'm sad? Is it just because I don't look like other girls? You know, like, whatever the reason was, you know, like, I needed to figure out why I wanted to lose weight. And uh, one of the biggest reasons why I personally want to be healthier is um, I do not, I do not want to end up in my life where I rely on medication to help me or to save me or whatever the situation is. I grew up in a family where my family members relied on cholesterol medicine, diabetes medicine, things like that. And I, I don't want to deal with that. I don't want my kids to deal with that. I don't want my family to deal with that. I want to be healthy. Like I want to just get up and start my day. I don't want to have to get up and worry about, you know, 30 pills I have to take because 
I have a crap diet and I don't exercise. You know what I'm saying? And and I know before, okay, that kind of sounded ignorant. I know that some of those health issues are genetic. You know, it's not always directly related to like what you eat in your exercise, but I know a lot of them are. And so that is definitely one of the biggest things is like, I just don't want to end up at that point where I'll have to rely on some sort of medication um, to, you know, regulate those levels or whatever it is. So that's more of like a long-term goal, really, of like why I want to be healthier. But I mean, I'm going to be real and honest with you. The short-term goal is I want to look good for my wedding. So I get married next October, October of 2021. And I want to look back at my wedding photos and actually look as beautiful as I felt. I don't want to look at my wedding photos and be like, oh my god, like, is that my arm? You know, or whatever it is, you know, or like, worry about my double chins or, or whatever. And so, um, honestly, like, that is a short-term goal, is I just want to look good for my wedding. I want to feel good for my wedding. But obviously, more realistically, um, a long-term goal is obviously I want to be as healthy as possible for my family. I want to be, um, and I, it was, it's interesting, actually, because I was just talking to my fiancé about this the other day, you know, like, whenever we get married, like, I want to give him the best version of myself. I want to be the best wife I can possibly be. And by being that best wife, that best person I can possibly be, requires me to start taking care of myself, requires me to care about my health and to make it a priority because I've never made it a priority in the past. I did for a little bit there, but not very long. And obviously, as we all know, that dropped off and I went in this like seven month long bender. But that is a requirement for me to make myself the best possible version as I can is making my health a priority and understanding that I matter and what I eat matters and I am taking care of myself, not only for me, but for my family and for my future children. And so, yeah, that is just something that's very, very important to me. And so those are kind of like my biggest, biggest goals for like why I just want to be healthy in the first place. Since I have kind of, you know, gone on this journey and I've kind of, you know, I've gone through the ups and downs, I've gone through the waves, things like that. I can confidently, I can confidently say that currently right now in my life, I am happy um, which is amazing. It's so amazing to be happy when you have been not so happy before, you know, and that is such an amazing thing to feel. And I'm so proud of myself that I was able to just figure that out. And I was able to do that for myself, for myself, you know, because I wanted to be better. I wanted to feel better. And I know that it's a very, very, very hard thing to do. And, um, Honestly, I should probably go seek professional help. I've actually been trying to for a little bit, um, but there's just some other complications that's been going on with that, but that's besides the point. Um, <laughs> so, but right now, currently in my life, I am happy. I can confidently say that I am happy, which is an amazing feeling. <laughs> um, and with that, you know, I, I feel better, you know, and because I'm happy and I feel better, I want to take care of myself. I want to look good, you know, like I want to feel good. And so with that comes these new changes. And so I've noticed recently that, um, you know, when I go to the grocery store, I buy mostly fruits and vegetables and, um, uh, you know, lean meats and, you know, healthy carbs and things like that. I'm not really buying junk food anymore. And if I am buying junk food, I buy like popsicles or I buy like <laughs> granola bars or like sugary cereal or whatever it is. But, um, it's nothing, it's nothing to, um, comparative, you know, but it's nothing compared to what I used to buy. You know, I used to go to the grocery store and I used to buy just anything and everything I wanted. Um, 
and buy like one banana you know like it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't a good it wasn't a good uh, a good thing I was doing so I definitely noticed now you know like I'm, I'm buying healthy things at the grocery store I'm cooking more which I've always loved to cook that's never been an issue I love cooking but cooking takes time and when I was in that depressive state I didn't feel like cooking I had no motivation I didn't want to I didn't care I didn't want to wash dishes you know I didn't want to do any of that and so it was a lot easy and so obviously it was a lot easier to just Postmates, Uber Eats, DoorDash, you know, so I would eat, I would eat out like every day, twice a day sometimes. I would go get McDonald's every day because it was cheap and it's on the way home. And um, I'm not going to lie, I still do that sometimes. I'm still trying to kick that habit totally out. Um, and I know that's going to take a little while to, you know, to get used to. But that is something I am trying to do, but I have gotten significantly better. And so, yeah, I'm cooking more. I'm trying to eat more whole foods. Um, recently, actually, I have been trying to eat less meat. I kind of realized that I was eating meat like every single meal of the day. And one day I was just kind of like, hmm, I don't really know if that's necessary. I don't know if I need to be eating meat every single meal. And so um, I still eat meat. Like I'm not a vegetarian or anything. But um, I'm trying to eat it as little as possible. So um, if I can make a vegetarian meal, I'll choose a vegetarian option or I'll get the vegetarian or I'll, I'll cook the vegetarian option or whatever it is. Um, and I've been doing that for a couple weeks now. And I actually, I'm really enjoying it. I'm really liking it. I feel better. I don't feel as lethargic. Um, first off, our grocery bill is a lot cheaper too because meat is not cheap. Um, and I'm just feeling fuller for a lot longer because I'm eating more vegetables. And so, you know, all these things that, you know, kind of come with it, um, you know, are in turn making me feel better, which was my overall intention. And while I am still at my highest weight and while I'm not necessarily active, I'm not really exercising, I'm not toned, I don't really have any muscle, I still don't look the way I want to look, but I am on the road to the first step of just feeling better, I'm happy, I know my intentions, I know what I want to do, and um, I'm starting to get there. You know, I, it takes baby steps, obviously. You're not going to um, just reform your health journey overnight. You're not going to lose 30 pounds overnight. You know, all these things take time. It takes a lot of hard work, takes a lot of effort, and it's really hard. And you might fall off. I have fallen off multiple times. <laughs> but you just have to remember to just keep get back up and just you just have to keep going. Um, and like I said, I'm still working on it. Like I said, I'm still in the middle of my health journey. And so, um, one of these days I'll start working out. One of these days I'll start working out consistently. Um, you know, some days are better than others. Some days I stay within my calorie deficit. Some days I don't. Some days I eat McDonald's. Some days I eat vegetables. It just, it depends. And so, um, yeah, I just want to let everyone know that's listening to this that if you are currently going through any sort of health journey, um, it, it takes time. You know, it's not going to happen overnight. And I know everyone says that and I know it's annoying, but it's true. I mean, you can't solve any sort, well, you can't really solve any issue overnight, let's be real. But especially issues regarding like your mental health, your body, your self-esteem, your insecurities, those are things that take consistent work that aren't just going to disappear overnight. Um, and it's hard, I know, and it's annoying, and we all wish that we didn't have them, but we do, unfortunately. And that is just something that I want to shed light on in this episode. I just want to talk about it. I just want everyone to understand that you are not alone. Everyone has insecurities. Everyone has things that they're dealing with. And um, even the, the most fittest people, like I'm talking like gym rats, like people that are just 
you know, protein shakes, you know, like all these things. Like you, you know what I'm talking, you know what I'm talking about. Like those people, even those people, they still have insecurities. They're still dealing with inner demons. You know, they're still dealing with stuff. Like it's not like it just all goes away. And even when you are in, you know, the most impeccable shape of your life, you still have insecurities. And so I think at the end of the day, it's about how we deal with them and it's about how we view ourselves. And I think it's okay to have insecurities because it just means that you're human. But I definitely think that having insecurities is something that you need to continuously work on. Um, now, like I said, obviously it doesn't make you a bad person to have insecurities, but it is something that you just need to work on. And um, that's what I'm trying to do. I hope that's what you're trying to do. Like I said, you just gotta take it day by day. But um, yeah, I feel a lot better now that I've talked about this, honestly. Um, like I said before, this is something I've talked about multiple, multiple times, but it's normally just to my fiance. So he's like the only person who really knows about this. So now I just spoke it to a whole bunch of random people that will listen to this podcast. So um, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got some sort of relief or reassurance or, you know, maybe you just had fun being nosy and listening to my drama. <laughs> but um, whatever, regardless of what it was, um, just know that, you know, everyone has their own issues that they're dealing with. Everyone has their own insecurities. And... Um, you're all beautiful. I know that's that's probably a little cheesy, <laughs> but truly, I mean, it's it's true. We're all we're all just people. We're all just trying our best. We're just doing what we need to do, and um, being healthy, being fit, you know, losing, you know, being toned, whatever, whatever your goal is, you can do it. <laughs> There's no one stopping you but yourself, and so that is. That's what I'm going to end on. That's going to be the biggest takeaway that, of this entire episode is that whatever goal you're wanting to achieve, whether it's, you know, a physical transformation or a mental or emotional transformation, whatever it is, whatever goal you have, you can get there. You can achieve that goal. You just got to do it, you know? The only thing in your way, the only thing stopping you is you. Unfortunately, as as annoying as that is, it's true. It really is true. But I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, I'm gonna stop talking. I feel like I've been talking for so long, <laughs> and I kind of feel like I'm rambling at this point. Like I'm not really making any sense. But if you like this episode, please let me know. Please go check out the Instagram for this account. It is at Timeout with Vic. It is. It should be linked on my Anchor page if you are listening to this uh, podcast through Anchor. But if you're looking, if you're listening to this podcast through uh, Spotify or any other platform, um, definitely go check out that Instagram. Like I said, it's at timeoutwithfic. Definitely feel free to reach me over there. And I will see you guys next week with the next episode. All right, bye guys.